Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. You are catching me and Miranda Granger, who's the UFC fighter who has her first fight in about three weeks from now. We're out on a walk after a very long training day together here in Idaho. And we just wanted to sort of recap what the last few months have looked like with her training and where she's at right now and what is ahead. Miranda, how are you feeling? I'm feeling tired, but good, (laughs) but good. Feeling really good going into this last stretch. Yeah. So what is it like? So you've obviously been training really hard now for probably like the last four months, like really intensely, yeah. right? And you're three weeks out of your first UFC fight postpartum. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling at this point in time? Feels a little bit surreal. Like I was telling you today, it feels like it went really slow at times, but now it feels really fast. Like we were just yeah. talking about how I was sparring with, you know, five days before I went into labor. Right. So that yeah. does not seem like it was that long ago. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, because um, Austin will be one when? On August 19th, August. and I fight on August 6th. Right. So just about a year after having her. Right. Which is crazy because we were together in August 2021. Yeah. And it was really crazy to see like just be drilling some of the movements that she could still do and see her move with an extremely pregnant belly. (laughs) (laughs) And to think of the like physical, mental and emotional transformation you've undergone in less than a year is, is really incredible. Yeah. And the craziest thing is that like, I feel better now than I've ever felt for any fight camp before, like stronger, more well-rounded mentally, especially just in a different place. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a really crazy transformation, super fun to be part of. But I think when, you know, you never really used to strength train, or if you did, there was no real structure or like thought behind it, really. And so the gains you've made are significant. Tell me about some of the things that you're doing now that maybe you hadn't tried before or never felt good doing before. Well, I'd never done a power clean, a deadlift, box jump, really like anything a snatch nothing and now I'm doing those like every day or front squats I basically just did workouts that I wanted to do so I do like bicep curls (laughs) shoulder press yeah things that make me look buff but probably aren't really helping me in the long run right so now it's just more of like a dynamic workout yes lots of legs I mean you're training like a professional athlete now yes because (laughs) you are yes (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy to think about the disconnect there that 
you can be training in a sport at a very, very high level, but you don't necessarily always have the strength and conditioning behind it. And that's still something that we've obviously made so much progress in this field, but there's still so many areas that we can infiltrate in athletes that we can help um, really just improve their overall game, regardless of what it is that they're doing. And you can still be a very high level, high performing athlete who's better after becoming a mom than you were before. 100%. I think it's just also like a different mental focus. Like I took the time to recover and go through the rehab and let my body heal before I really started pushing it and kind of had to let my ego go. And fighting is so ego driven that it was hard for me at times and it felt slow at times, but had I not done that, I don't know if I would be where I'm at right now. Absolutely. So to just like reflect a little bit, Miranda did the pregnant athlete training program. That's where we first connected. So that I slid into your DMs, slid into my DMs. And, um, so I was able to kind of work with her and do some consulting through pregnancy. I met her towards in real life at the end of her pregnancy, then postpartum, you literally did like nothing except recover, um, yeah. that first like four, four ish weeks, yeah. hardly even any walking. Like you just, you just didn't really feel like it, right? Like, no, I just. I really just felt like snuggling my baby and not moving. So yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. And I think there's so much to be said for truly like laying in and acclimating and not feeling like there's this sense of urgency to get back to what you used to look like or what you used to do or like the life you used to have because all of those things are different no matter what. So you may as well kind of ease into it instead of try to force something that's just not there and not appropriate right now yeah and then after the four weeks I started doing just like the breathing exercises the really really light movement like Mm -hmm. 10 minute walks yeah going back into my gym just to like be in the gym but not doing any type of like MMA training I tried to do like some light in quotes light mitt or mitt work or movement and it I just you know I couldn't keep the intensity down so I stopped doing that. Yeah, she's right like, away. so like confession, <laughs> I did some sparring and like now my, like basically your vagina was like sore, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like really sore. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, well, that's going to happen because it's still muscle, right? It's still muscle. So doing any kind of sparring, like that's impact, that's kind of transfer like movement and her pelvic floor was not ready to absorb that kind of force and impact. That's something that has to be built to, again, even for people that have done this and like, they're so used to it. It's still a birth, pregnancy and birth. It's a huge thing to recover from. So you have to understand that it does take a little while to rebuild a lot of that automaticity and not create symptoms. And that's the line we were really trying to walk and why she was so willing to adjust her mental and physical approach during training. And in that rebuild postpartum was like, she was not willing to do anything that would set her back. Yeah. And then I also started seeing a a pelvic floor physical therapist, which Mm -hmm. helped a lot just to have someone there. I could actually like get in there and tell me what was going on. Get in there. And especially when I had like symptoms, you know, heaviness or anything to be kind of like reassured of like what was happening. Totally. And those symptoms weren't a problem. They were feedback. And that's also like, I think a really important thing to think about when if those of you listening are pregnant or early postpartum and maybe experiencing something, you're like, is this normal? I don't know what I'm feeling. 
a lot of things can change and shift around during those early months of healing and getting that feedback from a pelvic floor physical therapist can be game changing to figure out what your tendencies are, some things that you may be doing totally like um, subconsciously that you don't, you know, things that you just don't realize that might be aggravating symptoms and exercise is just an added layer to that. So after, you know, really working with the PT, doing some of our rehab exercises, you went through the eight week postpartum athlete training program. Yes. And that's when you started to like, feel like, okay, I'm like seeing glimpses of myself again. Yeah. Like I, I started to just feel like I could do things like it wasn't hopeless. Cause it, it was like right. every time that like, I was okay for like those four weeks, just like snuggling, laying, doing all those things. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this, but I couldn't get, and then worked up to getting to do little things. And mm -hmm. then I was ready for the next thing, but everything just felt like a slow process and a little frustrating, but there were just like times where you turn even just like a little corner and start feeling like, okay, this isn't like the end. It's yeah. coming. It's starting to come back. Like, yeah, you get like those little, like little wins and you get over those humps of like, your body being different and life being different. You see like little glimpses of what was and also like the cool shit that's ahead. Right. That was really cool to see that. And you worked through that. And then when you, with that program, there's some conditioning where we kind of start to reintroduce maybe a little bit, slight more intensity just to get that heart rate up. And so for Miranda working with me closely, that's when she started adding in some of her sparring and some of her really basic grappling because she was creating that strength foundation through her fitness. So then we were able to hide, kind of add in her um, different elements of MMA. Sorry, there's cars because like I said, we're out on a walk. <laughs> so the audio quality is not great. Hang with me. I'm in by a field in, in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> able to add in elements of her MMA so that she could get that like, just that, get that fix a little bit. Yeah, it's just like complimenting it's, it. It's just feeling things that I haven't felt in 10 months or however, you know, right. however long it's been and just being able to like grab onto something again and not feel like the same, like grind of like, of actual fight camp, but like a little bit of like a taste of it. Right. Just like, okay, it's still here. It didn't go anywhere. Right. I'm still the same person. Totally. And so it was like working through that eight week postpartum athlete training program, adding in small bouts of some of her grappling skills and then from there, building upon that to go into more general fitness. I wanted her foundation to be so freaking good. Like I wanted her strength and movement patterns to be so solid because one, she hadn't done a whole lot before. And then, so she, I wanted her to be like a really um, efficient athlete with how she was training so that she felt confident there. And then I wanted it to be very transferable to the things she would need to do, not just for like core and pelvic health. Of course, that was a huge element of her training, but so that it really transferred well into her fighting because she needed to, you know, coming back after having a baby and that big of a lifestyle change, you need, you need as many things working for you as possible. And as least the least amount of things working against you. And I knew that fitness could be an incredible tool for what she needed. Yeah. And I just like, I mean, first of all, I didn't know a lot about strength and conditioning to begin with. And then second of all, adding on the element of just like giving birth, having a baby, right? No one talks about those things. Right. And I have, a well, especially in your world. Right. And I have a male coach, so he doesn't know anything. He's just like, Oh, you had your baby. Like you can fight again. Yeah, so it's go. just like being able to have like 
the knowledge and like be able to tell him what was actually going on or why something was feeling the way it was was like better for me and yeah easier for me to like work through like okay right. I'm not just being lazy I'm not just doing this right this because I can't do it right and so it was, it was like really great that he was so willing to be open and um, really educated that he was like really open and receptive to her like doing what she needed to do and he was kind of learning that process as well because frankly we just don't have a lot of athletes that are training at that level after having a baby you know like there's just not a ton of MMA athletes there's a lot more that are coming up or that are I guess staying in the game yeah but um this is still new to so many people, this is still so freaking new. And I just, just going off of what you just said, like, you know, I tried to look at you know, Instagrams <laughs> or whatever of women who had had babies or in comeback and fought, but like no one posts anything about it. Mm-hmm. It was hard to get like a grasp on what I should be doing when I should be back. Like, right. I remember just being pregnant when we first talked for the first time when I was pregnant saying like, Oh, you know, like maybe three months I'll be fighting again. And it's, <laughs> funny to me now because it's just like I was nowhere like especially mentally right nowhere ready right to be back in the cage again yeah and it's so easy to like compare yourself like I know this girl did it in this amount of time or did this but you cannot like that is just the worst strategy to have is saying well if my sister did this or if this other athlete did this then that's what my timeline that's an appropriate timeline for me there are so many uncontrollable variables that make your experience extremely unique. And that's how we have to gauge what a return to play or return to high level performance or even return to like base level fitness looks like. I mean, God, you were baseline fitness for the first six months postpartum. Yeah. Like we were not doing anything really like crazy specific or intensity that was like super high. That did not kick in until like the last, what, three months? Yeah, last like months. at least three months have really been upped. And then you've been in fight camp now for a total of, how long is fight camp? Uh, well, I've known about the fight for about 14 weeks, but like a serious in camp is probably like eight weeks. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so within camp, like what do you normally walk at weight wise? Just for those um, listening that might not know. Yeah. Well, so like at the beginning of my camp, I'm usually around 135 uh-huh. and like right now um i'm about 127 mm-hmm. and what do you cut to i cut to 115 okay so that's like a dramatic amount of weight and then when we add on the fact that i mean do you have any idea how much weight you gained during pregnancy i know that we were like yeah, really careful no. with the scale and stuff like that no I, I didn't i really didn't care i went to my appointments and they made sure to yell it out at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i was up i think i was at 170 okay at the very, like my very last appointment. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, it's crazy because you have to be a weight. Like your sport is so weight focused being able to see like, wow, the, like there's a lot of weight to lose and just like kind of not being mind fucked by that. I think the most important thing that you told me. Oh yeah. That's a cat. Oh God. (laughs) Is that an animal? I can't see out of my left eye very well. So Um, the most important thing that you told me that really helped was like, you made me promise not to step on the scale for the mm-hmm. first three months. Yeah. Might've been four months actually. Yeah, probably four months. And I didn't. And mentally that helped me so much because especially when I was breastfeeding, I just needed to eat for that, those calories and I needed mm-hmm. to eat to recover. And I didn't need to worry 
about what the numbers said because in all reality it didn't matter right the healthier I was for that time is the better like the easier it was going to be for me to get back in there quicker in the long run and I'm happy that I did that and that you told me that because I would have been on the scale every day I probably wouldn't have been eating I probably wouldn't have had as successful as a recovery so just letting myself like fully relax from seeing a number Mm -hmm. or thinking about a number because I have had just from fighting some really bad relationship with food and weight cutting in the scale so right right I knew you do not want to add that element to motherhood or her almost like her experience as an athlete like let's again reduce the things that will set her back and that's that like psychological element that has to be part of all of this. And that's also why, you know, for most people, you don't need to be counting macros meticulously the second you have your baby, you know, like give your body so much time to just do what it needs to do. And you will over time through healthy habits, sustainable movement, you will find a baseline that is appropriate for your body. It's just a freaking time thing. And so many of us tend to rush the process because it's that eagerness to feel like yourself as an athlete again, or just like this new experience as being a mom and what you did before, but that doesn't necessarily serve you now. Yeah, I agree. I just think, I think, especially from talking to some of my friends, the pressure of just like getting yourself back, like feeling like yourself again, is like so high that you're trying to rush the process and that you're not like just letting the process work for you. Right. Well, you're at a point now where, so yeah, she's been in fight camp. We've really upped the intensity of training. She had like, when she she kind of turned that corner from general fitness and like pretty basic-ish sparring, um, she started to have some pelvic health symptoms. Like she would pee on certain movements, like during a sprawl or um, when else was like during like some clench work, right? Yeah. That where she would just like pee. and that's a little bit of a problem because we don't want her to have any loss of control within that core canister. But beyond that, it's the mental thing of what that does. It's like, Ooh, is there something wrong? And then it's throwing you off. I can't go for this takedown because I might pee my pants. I can't sprawl because I might pee on my teammate's head, which I did. Right. So there's just like, there's just like, it is a weird mental thing. Right. So we needed to eliminate her symptoms for that reason, more so than the actual symptom. And I think that's like really, really important for y'all to hear. If you are practitioners, coaches, or athletes that are experiencing this, sometimes it's less about the physical symptom as what it is in regard to the mental load of that, or even the potential of those can just weigh really heavily and then distract you from actually performing. So we were able to manipulate some of her movement patterns and just really basic position tweaks and like where she was generating force from and honestly, did any of the cues have anything to do with your vagina or your abs? Like, did any of the cues? Yeah, like not like with your grappling and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it. I don't know, I'd like cue her knee. Yeah, it would go, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant to like get to activate your vagina. And your oh yeah, yeah. No, 100%. It was all like, Weird slam things. your knee to the ground, turn your toe. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> random, like move your ass this way like, yeah. it was just like weird things that like all of a sudden connected and would activate those things without me really having to think about it because it's like if I was thinking too much about one thing yeah when it works focus about 
the rest couldn't focus on the rest of my body. Exactly. You have to like, again, you have to be able to perform like an athlete. And if you're performing like an athlete, you can't be thinking about your vagina all the time or what's going to happen there. So it's almost like training mechanics and muscles that she's used to training. So if I say like drive your knee into the mat or like shove your hip this way or plant your elbow like this, well, that just like changes the mechanics and changes where the force is going and how it's absorbed or how it's created or whatever. So we were able to really mess around with a lot of that. And honestly, your symptoms were resolved within like a couple weeks of tweaking that. Yeah, I felt, and I felt way better. And I felt like, okay, if this does happen during training, like now I know why, and now I know what I'm doing or not doing. Right. So symptoms can truly just be a source of feedback and can be sometimes just more of like a movement pattern issue than like something is wrong with you issue. So hear that when it comes to like those of you like P and D and double unders or whatever, like, and this is obviously a huge generalization, but there's a lot we can do from the outside in, especially initially when we're troubleshooting exercise, movement, sport, and pelvic health symptoms. So she really turned a corner managing a lot of those symptoms. Um, have you really had anything in the last like a no. couple months, like since that? No, maybe one, maybe yeah. one or two, just like random yeah but nothing and that's usually when I'm just like I don't know super fatigued end of the week super fatigued yeah yeah it's not it's not anything not like it was right not like it was right and that's so that's so key because that will make her how she performs not just in this fight but like I want Miranda to feel athletic for the rest of her life because that's a huge part of like what makes her tick what makes her feel good it's a really positive outlet for her so Again, it's zooming out beyond just, okay, we got to be ready for fight camp a year postpartum. She's fighting like, cool. That's a really great timeline to work towards. But what about after that? Like, does she like just kill herself until this fight? And then like, now she has more injuries and more symptoms to deal with. Like that was not the route I was willing to go. And I know you weren't either. Yeah. And I actually got a fight offer in April Mm -hmm. and like as badly as I wanted to do it, it just was not right. It yeah. was not like the right time. Yeah. And like Miranda a year ago would have been like, hell yeah, yeah. I'll fight anyone, yeah. anytime. I would have taken that fight when I was pregnant. In a yeah. <laughs> God, I know. And then just like, there's this crazy, we talk about this so much, right. But like this crazy sense of athletic maturity that occurs once you become a mom, cause you start to realize like, what is worth it? My time, my energy, my output. Um, and what's going to set me up. I'm not willing to set myself back. And that is like such a huge leap in growth and maturity as an athlete, but that's obviously can be hard to get to. Sometimes it's, you have to take a few hits quite literally. Yeah. I also, I feel like my training got way more focused, just like going off what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It, Cause I don't have as much time as I used to have where I'd spend like six hours at the gym and go run in the mornings and run at night. And right. it was gym life all day, Right. but it, the training wasn't as effective because you know, really you'd only need 15 minutes. That's how long the fight's going to be. Right. So I need to be in shape for 15 minutes. So now I need to focus my time and energy when I have it and really push as hard as I can so that I get the most out of it because I don't have six hours right. to spend in the gym. And right. It's just been way, way better. Mentally, it's been way better. I don't feel as overtrained as I usually feel. And I mean, yeah, I and you're like, not as like depleted either, no, right? You're, we we're talking no. about that at dinner tonight. Like she's put on so much muscle because like the quality of her training has increased. Whereas before she would just rely only on like quantity of training. Yeah. Quantity of training, lack of calories 
And I would just, by this point, by like three weeks out, I'm actually about the same, would be about the same weight, but I just look like sunken in Mm -hmm. and really depleted, tired, (laughs) grumpy all the time. I'm still a little grumpy. I could still take some like chocolate chip cookies or something. Yeah. But we got Sharon who will deliver those. Yes. But, um, but I definitely feel better. And yeah, I got on a different meal plan and I, I think my just relationship with all of that, the toxic things that were like harmful to me from fighting with like the scale and food and all that stuff changed a lot with pregnancy. Um, it just gave me a different outlook on things mm-hmm. and my body and what it can do. And just to think that I'm like about to go fight someone and I just had a baby. It's, it's really cool. It's like a whole other level of ego. That's like, like a really great ego. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. I just had a baby. Right. And I recovered in a really strategic way. I'm setting myself up in the best possible position for not just success in the fight, but like success long-term. Yeah. So you can keep fighting as long as you want to fight and then keep living, like have the quality of life you want to live. We talk about like, I'm trying to get Miranda to move to Idaho because that's what I do. (laughs) Uh, Like, dude, how awesome would it be to just like, we could like work out together all the time, you know, and just be like older and killing it. It'd be so awesome. That's that quality of life, dude. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's really it's not even just about the fight it's just like how I'm feeling in training and obviously yeah. I'm excited to fight because that's like what I love doing and that's what I'm passionate about but just like this overall feeling of like what I've been able to accomplish in this time mm-hmm. and where I'm at yeah just focusing on like yeah myself. you've like reclaimed a new version of yourself while like honoring who you were before becoming a mom too it's like that like that line we all try to freaking walk of like, who am I now? <laughs> and how can I embrace who I am and what my life is now and my new baby while also still like honoring the things I love and who I used to be and like kind of find that happy meeting of both. That's hard. Yeah. And then not feeling like selfish because of it. Mm-hmm. There's, That's a big one. There's a lot of like, even, even right now, this is my first time <laughs> away from Austin flying away from that's my daughter's name yeah uh away from her and like I felt like that like mom guilt but I know like at the end of the day like this is something that I needed to like help me succeed and she wants that for me too she doesn't know it yet but like you know in the future it'll be better for our relationship and for me and just in general I think if I'm just like pushing still for things that I want to do in my life. It'll show her that she can do that too. Exactly. I think they, they like need to see that if we want to instill that in our kids, they got to see it with us as well, not just hear it from us. And that's a, Ooh, man, that can be so hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really a hard, because again, we are so we're pulled in a million different directions. Like Miranda sent me a text and was like, Hey, honest opinion. Like, okay, you asked for it. (laughs) That's what I do. Um, like, you know, should I bring Austin and like I have the option to leave her or whatever. And like every mom has to come to that conclusion on their own. Like that's not like really my place or anybody's place to say like this is what you should do. But um, you know, I think I think she felt it. She knew the answer and just almost needed that validation of like, yeah, I guess I should leave her, come out here, just totally focus on the training so that the mental load of like you still have a baby, even if she's a kill, like kill, chill. <laughs> And cute. I was trying to combine those words. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> very chill, very cute baby. It's still a little human to be responsible for. And that mental load of motherhood is freaking relentless. Nonstop. Nonstop. Even when they're like just happy-go-lucky. So 
you know, for her to be able to come out here, really focus on her training and like, girl, you're like three weeks out, you know, this is when some tight boundaries get set and you really focus on you and you do what you need to do right now on behalf of this, the bigger picture of everything. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. I do so, miss her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's so cute. I know. We, we FaceTimed her before this, before this uh, podcast episode. So she's here. been keeping me busy all day. So. Oh, like all day. We did a really <laughs> tough workout um, that involved like some sleds. And like, we're just like rocking suburbia here. My name, my new neighbors are probably just like, <laughs> what in the world? Rap. Yeah. This California girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, we like did some, some sleds, both push and pull, had her carry the barbell overhead down the street, lunges up the driveway. It was a good time. And then we were able to get some grappling in. Oh, don't forget you followed me in a golf cart. Why? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one mile, um, a week run for time that I've been kind of talking about on social media. I had, I had Miranda, uh, do that. She started off with the weight vest and ditched it. Cause it was just kind of knocking her in the face. But, um, I got in the golf cart cause I was not about to interrupt her pace. You know, you know, she could, I let you do that by <laughs> your own girl. You, you didn't need me to run with you and slow you down, but it was pretty awesome. We, we have a good time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and then we were able to go, uh, to my jujitsu gym, get in some grappling not even like really grappling, just kind of like drilling certain mechanics and things that she's felt glitchy on. But I think once she's in, um, like fight mode, like where you're just, your adrenaline is up, none of those movements are going to feel really glitchy at all. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And then we're at 6am. I know this will be coming out, um, after this has happened, but we're going to 6am jujitsu and that's going to be, which is 5am jujitsu for me. Uh-huh. After that, you haven't slept much. So no, I'm coming off. <laughs> My sister's bachelorette party. So yeah. Yeah. Miranda was like the sober, uh, responsible mom. Going to the a, gym, going to the club. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. But we got three weeks left. What are you most excited about for the fight? Well, for the fight. Yeah. I'm excited to like get back into fight, fight week. Fight mm-hmm. week is like all the fighters are around. It's just like a different type of like energy. Yeah it's like a, everyone kind of just like has this energy about them and it's yeah. everyone's egos are in one building and it's just <laughs> kind of like a fun. Yeah. It's feed off anxiety. of each other. It's a yeah. fun anxiety. Yeah. Um, and just that whole thing, not really looking forward to the actual cut. Yeah. The water cut is <clears throat> rough. Yeah. What is that like? Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to go into yeah. crazy details but like just a quick overview for those who have no idea what goes into that like last 10 pound cut yeah so I've already been like I mean gradually gradually Mm -hmm. cutting it's like really slow but basically it's like the last 10 pounds is just water weight Mm -hmm. so I will water load early in the week where I'm drinking like two to three gallons a day it's insane for a couple days and just kind of like flush my system out and then I'll like stagger down the water so it'll be a gallon then a half gallon then one bottle and then the day of, I don't really drink anything unless I absolutely like had to, but basically whatever you drink, you're going to have to cut. So I usually don't, Man. um, I'll usually do, do like you just get like so freaking constipated. I feel like you I would don't really feel constipated because there's nothing in my stomach. That's true. And I'm drinking so much water that sometimes oh, it's kind of like, yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So then that Thursday night, I 
usually cut. I have this little like portable sun that your head just kind of sticks out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I usually cut in there. I, don't, I mean, anywhere from like three to six pounds, which might not sound like a lot, but so much. when you've already cut like 20, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, and then you try to sleep, but you don't. And weigh-ins are the next morning at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. You go, you weigh in, and then you can rehydrate and eat and all that, all that fun stuff. But then you get to do the face-off, which is like, you yeah. can just, you can just tell so much about your opponent in that little time that you have. <laughs> Gives me anxiety. Just, you just get like, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about energies, like yeah. all the fighters' energies. Like, there's nothing like standing face to face with someone that you're going to fight the next day and just knowing that both of you are just going to like try to best each other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, it's just a real primal feeling. Can't explain it. I just love you. Yeah. I just do. (laughs) So I don't know. It's just like a, yeah, it's just cool. It's just a really cool feeling. That's going to be awesome. And then you go back. I do like a little shake out, get my body moving, get my food digesting, eat dinner, kind of chill. I like to just hang out with my family. And now Austin will be a part of all that. Which yeah. Is really cool. And just relax. And then the next day, I usually get really quiet and just try to keep my nerves down until mm-hmm. it's time to go. Because once you let that hit in, it just like, I mean, you don't want to waste your energy right. having anxiety. Yeah. That adrenaline is like yeah. wild. And it's like exciting and terrifying and mm-hmm. just, yeah. And do you like love that feeling? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. it's like, I also hate it right. more than anything. Yeah. It's like the worst feeling in the entire world and I'm addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're saying like, explain it. we were talking earlier about like, when you can, well, we're actually talking about like her sister and all her friends drunk at the bachelorette party and like how you feel the day after you've drunk like been drinking where you like might still be drunk but you can like just it's like visceral like you feel that where you're like I'm not totally drunk but I can tell I've been drinking a lot and saying like how she can like truly feel that feeling like you don't you can't unfeel it no you really can't it like kind of gives me goosebumps yeah I was gonna say Rick right now (laughs) it's just it's so it's so weird. And it is like, it's just like a deep level that you didn't, I never knew I could go to before fighting. I mean, I've had plenty, I played plenty of sports, been in plenty of like, you know, state championship games, that type of stuff. And nothing has ever compared to that feeling of like going to war with someone, like just knowing that they've prepared and they've done all the things. Right. You know, basically like, if you two are in the woods and there was one piece of meat left, who's going to get it? Like you have to like really think about that. Yeah. If you beat that person, you're like, well, I win then, you know, I, I get the meat. Like, God. It's like you guys you know. like have to have a certain, like talk about athlete brain. Am I right? It's like a freaking different level. And I love it. Yeah. I freaking love it. So good. Well, it's going to be really fun to watch you. I think that you have so many people that are just so amped, and so excited to see all of this come to fruition. Um, because beyond like outcome, the process you have put yourself through has been so incredible and inspiring. And I've, I think very rewarding and like 
having a process-driven experience versus just an outcome-driven experience makes a huge difference for who you are as an athlete and how you feel as an athlete. Miranda, it's going to be good, dude. We're excited. I'm excited. Any last, any last things you want people to know or hear? No, just watch me on August 6th, ESPN plus. I think you would need an app, the app, the ESPN plus app. So like download that like now people. Yes. And then I will most likely be fighting on the prelims. Uh, which will be around three or four. If you follow Pacific. me, yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll post all of the things like leading up to the fight. Yeah, a lot but don't DM her because she's going to ghost you because she'll be in like it's focused true. mode. So <laughs> just look at the posts. <laughs> I probably will read it. I just might not reply. Yeah, don't so, take it personally. No. Yeah, like all of Instagram should be. Don't take yes. it personally. <laughs> um, okay, we're so excited for you. Thank you for sharing so much of your personal experience and like the highs and the lows. And again, just like the process. And I think that that is, that's just a really incredible, it's just a really incredible story for people to hear and to watch unfold, whether they know anything about MMA or not. It's a really great process. Well, thank you for everything. Heck yeah, man. Let's do this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and postpartum athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.